Wait, oh, I think it's increasing with my, if I whisper, what is it? No, it stays the same. Oh no, it goes up. Oh, is it like auto-adjusting stuff? I think it is auto-adjusting. Well, then we'll just leave it on auto and and the good people will take care of it in post. The Keebler elves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those in the back. <laughs> Those elves. Uh, I'm gonna find them. I know where you're keeping them. <laughs> They're hidden away. They're hidden away? Mm-hmm. Give me some clues. <laughs> Little scavenger hunt. I'm gonna find them. <laughs> I'm gonna find them, Jerome. You are trying to blow up our spot. I am. Truly. Can't be telling the kids about the Keebler Elves. Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Kenyon. And I'm Jerome. And this week, well, we've got a very special guest. Yes, writer, holistic practitioner, Haja. We love you. That's the power of fine song. <laughs> <laughs> baby, you forgot the baby. Baby, I'll never forget the baby. <laughs> baby. Okay. Don't baby me, baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby, today we've got a baby here <laughs> with the babies. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Cut. Cut the cameras. Dead ass. Dead ass. Run that shit back. Uh, (laughs) But we actually do have a very special person here with us today. I would agree. As I always do. (laughs) You don't always agree with me. No, this is a podcast about agreement. Ah, mm. In which we are always in agreement. I That's see. actually the whole thing, is that we always agree. We do, in fact, love an agreement <laughs> we, in this house. <laughs> we love social contracts, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have Rising Star here on the podcast. Yes, that's me. Hasha! Hey! Wow. This Literally, wow. is a beautiful moment. This was a coming together. I feel, you know, the universe conspired for this one. Mm-hmm. A meeting of the minds. Mm. We're melding. We're, We're melding. melding. Mind meld. <laughs> We're becoming one. Oh, my God. When three become one, you when know When three I mean? become one. Three's company. All that. <laughs> yes. This all is... Never mind. I was gonna, I don't actually know anything about Three's Company. I was going to try to compare the three of us to the three characters on Three's Company, but then I remembered I don't know anything about Three's Company. Well, this has been. And so- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Bye. Wait, what Bye. is our trio, though? Like, if we were a trio, you know, out there in the universe, who are we? Mm. It's giving snap, crackle, and pop. 
Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yes. I think that's absolutely. what it's giving. <laughs> yes. But who's who? I'm Paul. Okay, yeah. And, you know, period. I might have to be Snap. And I'm Crackle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that. That's what I get for being polite. Let y'all pick I first. Know, Obviously, know. nobody wanted to be crackled. Nope. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> Jerome, that's you. How could you say that about yourself? <laughs> I you have to be crackle. kinder to yourself. You're crackle. Self-compassion. You're crackle. Come on. I guess I'm crackle. <laughs> I'm remembering the... Um, you remember that movie with Jordan Sparks and Whitney Houston, Sparkle? Yes, Oof. not to be confused with glitter, Mariah Carey's Absolutely. film. <laughs> not to be confused. <laughs> yes. Well, I to, know, round out, yeah. <laughs> to round out the trilogy, I'm Crackle. Yes. That's my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sparkle, <laughs> glitter, Crackle. Crackle. <laughs> Their little Jerome sister, Walker Crackle. is Crackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Coming soon to VHS, Crackle. Uh. I miss a good VHS tape. Come on. Like, for real. And then you would put in a little rewinder, and it would yes. go... Zzz, zzz, zzz. And then yes. it would be back to the start of the movie. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember putting a VHS in and it being in the middle, and I was like, never mind. I don't want to watch it anyway. Like, I don't... It's not even worth it. It was, you like, the smallest. You would just take it out and put in the rewinder? No. I don't think we had a rewinder. I think we had to literally set it to rewind, like, while it was playing. And then I was like, I don't want to do all that. Yeah, we had the rewinder. I feel like that the rewind is the barrier to entry. Like, can you, if you can withstand these four minutes of of rewinding, you might have enough attention span to watch this movie. Okay, maybe our VHS sucked, or our our VCR sucked, because... (laughs) Ours was not rewinding in no four minutes. I feel like it rewind it rewound at the same speed at which it played. Oh no, <laughs> no. girl. That no. cannot be true. That cannot I think be that's true. true. I I just disbelieve. <laughs> Maybe I was a kid and had no attention span. Like no patience. I feel like it's bad. But I remembered like you would watch a movie and then you would set it to rewind and go and like do a bunch of other shit and then come back and it would be done. You sure mm. crackle? <laughs> you sure crackle? That's Miss Crackle. Uh, um, what were your go-to VHS tapes? Lion King 2. Work. Wow. You yes, had that Kobu the and them, girl. <laughs> girl, but also Lion King 1. Because there's a lot there. There's colorism. There's intrigue. <laughs> There's wait. family drama. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Run it back. Colorism. Yes, so girl. <laughs> Scar, you're saying that because Scar is dark, he is evil. Colorism. Yes. Okay. It's We're, the colorism. Nope, I'm there. Wow. It's, it's the, the colorism, colorism for me. And the hyenas for sure. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Coded as African American. Mm. <laughs> it's a damn shame. And then how's Mufasa going to be blonde? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All this good, the victim, the perfect victim. <laughs> There's a lot there. It is always shocking to me that that the Lion King is supposed to be like. I mean, Disney was wilding out at the beginning of the '90s. Let's do, and as was America. 
Because it's giving like, you know, it's giving Lebo M, it's giving The Lion Sleeps Tonight, it's giving Jungle, it's supposed to be giving Africa, I guess. Wow. But it's starring Matthew Broderick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That doesn't make sense. Listen, it's giving colorism. It's giving Correct. injury. <laughs> <laughs> As you have said before. As I have said before. Wow. Okay, but uh, to get into The Lion King 2. Mm-hmm. Right. On The Lion King 2, there is a bonus track on the soundtrack, which is a Tina Turner cover of He Lives in You. Um, but do you remember, uh, what's that song called? One of Us? Um, yeah. Come on. Yes. He is okay. not one of us. Mm-hmm. He's not one of us. Mm-hmm. First of all, great song. <laughs> Amazing song. <laughs> Great song. Continuing colorism, I'd say. Truly, not Come one on, of us. Perpetuating. Mm. How are you othering? Mm. How are you othering How people today? Othering? That's the question. You're not one of us. Come on. Um, but the first line in that song, Deception, is sung by Tina Turner. Wow. She's like an antelope. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> she has a cameo part as an How could you Not put Tina. Tina Turner in your movie and she's only a one-liner antelope? I think they wanted her to have a bigger part and she said, oh no, baby, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I will sing one, maybe two songs. One, maybe two. Mm. Wow. Mm. Kenyon, any, any VHS tapes of note? I mean, not to stick on the Lion King thread, but it was Lion King for me. We recorded it off of the TV. And so... Wow. Because VCRs could do that. Amazing. I didn't realize this actually is the first thing that VCRs did. I thought that it was like they had the tapes first and then it was like, oh, and you can also record your TV onto the tape. The first thing was recording the TV and then the, the... Movies were like, well, we can just sell this. And there it is. Capitalism. And there it is. Come on, capitalism. Um, but yeah, so we had one with um with lovely commercials in the middle of it. Um <laughs> yes. that I committed to memory. So work. Yeah. A good VHS. A good VHS. Bring them back, honestly. Bring them back. What's something that like you haven't seen? since you watched your VHS of it? Oh, it's a stumper. It's a stumper. It is. A thinker. Maybe Tarzan? Maybe I had Tarzan on VHS, and I haven't watched, like, sat and watched the whole thing Mm -hmm. since watching literally the tape of it. Wow. But Miss Phil Collins is... Oh, but I'm the Phil Collins girl. Right. Yeah. Two worlds. (laughs) uh, Stranger Like Me. Uh... You'll be in my heart, mm. uh, son of man. <laughs> I love that movie. girl. <laughs> girl, you want to give us a little ditty? <laughs> Put your face in what you must believe in. Mm. Oh. Two worlds, one family. Yes. Trust your heart. Let faith decide <laughs> to guide these lies we see. That's good. Come on. All right. I lived for that little interlude. I, know, I didn't know we were getting a <laughs> a full concert today. I didn't either. 
Wow. Crackle, gonna give it to you. <laughs> Crackle, gonna give it to you. Come on. <laughs> I am falling apart. Haja, tell us a little bit about where you find yourself today. Where I find myself today? Wow. That's a question. You know, I tweeted some time ago that my life right now is plant-based, vegetarian, QPOC, live, laugh, love, hipster DIY vibes, realness, inner child healing, or something like that. <laughs> Along those <laughs> that lines. Neighborhood. In that neighborhood. Yeah, it's in that neighborhood. And I feel like that's what it is right now. I just have been working on my, working on my writing, Work. really working on myself, my inner child. I've been taking guitar lessons for like three months now. What? Wait, yes. gag and serve. Yes. That is fierce. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My inner child was calling out to me and was all like, you need to learn to play the guitar. Because that's what I always wanted when I was a child. Because I used to be listening to my little music. I used to be like, come on, Fall Out Boy. Come on, Pan at the Disco. <laughs> my chemical romance is in the ear ringing. Wow. Um, <laughs> But I just never had the opportunity to learn how to play an instrument. But I was like, now I'm an adult. Now I'm taking matters into my own hands. Mm. Now you decide. I decide. Those I hands. have all these, these hands. <laughs> uh, so I started taking guitar lessons in December. And my teacher Work. says that I'm her most diligent student. So Work. Yeah. I practice every day. Wow. See, here's the thing is that wow. the guitar, like... I don't know why I feel specifically this way about the guitar. I guess it's true for many, many things. But, like, if you do it every day, then you will be good at doing it. Like, it, it like yes. you have to give it the energy of, like, I'm going to do this every day. And if it's something that I do every day, then it's something that I do. Boom. Done. Bing, bang, like, you boom. play the guitar. Yeah. Like, period. I do. Uh, yeah, so I think it's all about, like, well, the guitar right now, I'm like, dang, I really gotta contort my fingers, huh? Because my fingers are so used to typing uh -huh. and then going like this, you know, on my phone. Uh -huh. um, but now to, like, make the chord shapes and stuff, I'm like, oh, I really have to... <laughs> Hold these fingers in different ways. Move them all around. Move them all around. So I've been doing these stretches, Ooh. really, really getting into it, getting into it. Um, I also knew nothing about music pre-guitar lesson. I was Her, like, wow. what is a chord? What is a sharp? <laughs> what is a flat? Girl, what is a key? What does minor mean, girl? <laughs> I don't know. People used to be talking about music, girl. I'd just be like, mm-hmm. Or four, time, <laughs> time measure signature, it's yes, baby. But I didn't know nothing. So well, you're dropping the vocabulary. Come on, because I'm learning. Okay. Right, growth. It, it's growth. Yes, ma'am. Chord wow. versus arpeggio. I know. Ooh, <laughs> I, Yes. I know the T, the musical T. Don't worry, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> snap, crackle, girl. Don't Pop worry. is popping off over there on the guitar. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly. But I'm about to have a recital in like June. Once I've been learning for like six months, mm -hmm. I'm gonna gonna do a little gonna do a little recital. 
how Hop early do I need to reserve my ticket? Right. We'll see. I'm gonna put it on Eventbrite. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Work. I'm gonna put it on Eventbrite <laughs> in like May, and the people can, you know, they can sign up. They can sign up for their free tickets. Get into it. Yes. Get into it. Maybe I'll stream on YouTube. Let I'm the people know it. what's going on. But yeah. We'll promote. Absolutely. I'm building my repertoire. Right now I'm learning Fast Car, Tracy Chapman. <laughs> Why you had to make you cry like that? I know. I just, my, my uh, yeah, stirring acoustic rendition. It's it's coming. It's loading. I, I will Project tell you Bar. that because you have mentioned Fast Car today, I am seeing into the future that for the next five or six days, I will only listen to that song. Yeah. Maybe... 15 times a day. Come on. Um, and not do anything. <laughs> I will lose all productivity in my life and just listen to Fast Car Come because on. that's what happens when I think about Fast Car. Yes. It's too powerful. Too powerful. But yeah, yes. that's where I'm finding myself there. I've been reading a lot. I'm taking a, like an extended break from social media. Cool. So I've just been, I've just been reading. Um. I've been going after what I want. That's mm. what landed me here on this on this podcast. Um, because, you know, it serves a dual function, as per my therapist. Going after what I want, A, helps me get clear about what my wants are. Work. And B, helps me bring those wants into fruition. Because you can want whatever you want, but if you're not asking for it, going after it, doing the things to get you what you want, then, you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of there. Then you're left wanting. Then you're left wanting. But there's nothing wrong with wanting. There's nothing wrong with desire. Mm. Yes. 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 (laughs) Go on. This is the word that I needed today. You know? Get after those things that you want. You know? But we want what we want. But We we can also have what we want. Mm. Let's talk about desire because it is this thing that like, I feel like there's so much shame socially about like wanting something and not having it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you can only admit to wanting the things that you already have. (laughs) Yes, Like there's a part of it that's like, there's a part of it that's like, oh, like if you want more than what you have, then like you're being greedy. But there's also like the like, if you want something and aren't able to procure it, then, like, you should be ashamed. Yeah. And all of that is bad. All of that is bad. Took the words right out of my mouth, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, though, I feel like in my own journey towards, like, figuring out what I want, going for what I want, admitting that I want things, period. Yeah. You know, it's been it's been tough to even like be honest with myself about the fact that like I do have desires because I'm yeah. like, oh, like you're saying, everyone's gonna see that there exists a discrepancy between what I want and what I have. Yeah. And they're gonna laugh at me and be like, Oh, how could you want to be an award winning writer? How could mm. you want to be a guitarist? Right. You don't even know the musical alphabet, baby girl. Uh, but you know, it's like about being able to see that we can want anything we want. We can literally want anything we want. Um, 
but I'm still trying to get there. You know what I mean? But like, that's the whole thing, right? Like the idea, like if you want to be an award-winning writer, if I want to be someone who plays the guitar, if I, you know, if Kenyon wants to do whatever Kenyon wants to do, it's like to... (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) To pretend that like, oh, you want something and then boom, you have it. Like that's how it works. Erases all of the like... People don't just want things and get them. They have to, like, you know, you got to work for it. Exactly. Like, you have to to own up to wanting it and admit that and live that in order to get to it. Otherwise, it's like, you know, you want something in secret and then it never comes to you because it's like, why, how is it supposed to? <laughs> right. Mm. People don't, like, believe in growth anymore. You know, either you have nothing or you have everything. There's no in-between. Right. Mm. And it's like, what about the whole process? Like you're just saying, the like, what about process. the entire middle part? That's the good story. That's the good journey. That's the good story. That's the growth. That's the growth. But, you know, I think in part it's because we are able to see the finished product of everything without seeing the growth, the drafts, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Because it's like you just make a TikTok and then you're a viral sensation overnight. Mm-hmm. You have all these, you know, influencers, all these people who seemingly out the gate, out of nowhere, have their 100, 200,000 followers, getting their brand deals, etc. Everything feels so quick yeah, in a way that I feel like it didn't used to. I feel like I used to be like, don't you have to work for years and then go on American <laughs> Idol? <laughs> and then make it to Hollywood and then well, do your duets. <laughs> like part of it is the TikTok of it all, is the social media of it all, which is that things can like gain a lot of, if we like compare views now to what views used to be on American Idol or like to like, you used to have to like call in to vote on American Idol, right? Yeah. That, that like having, you know, however many people were calling in on American Idol to vote is a different metric than watching a TikTok, right? Than the number of views on a TikTok. Because, you know, someone looks at something, views it, boom, that's it. And if the if all of the, the prestige or whatever is built off of, like, how many views do you have, it's very easy for someone to, like, quickly get a lot of views. Like, there is some, like validity to okay yes there are people who like can truly become successful and get brand deals and get all this following overnight because it literally just takes you know some algorithm to show your thing to a bunch of people but like the longevity of that that's the thing that like is different i guess i guess so and i mean i'm i'm down for there being more paths to to people connecting, you know, it's like yeah. th- the way of like, oh, you have to go through all these hoops just to get an audience. Like, I don't think is actually a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exclusive and elitist in all of its moments. Um, and you know, in in the in the best of worlds, technology is out here helping us democratize, yeah, gain, gain some access. Um, but it, you know, there's no substitute for. Getting clear on what you want and like sticking to that, like you were saying, 
And I feel like the longevity is, is, gets tied to that more for me of like, like how clear are you on your intentions and how much are you going, how much energy are you going to dedicate to that over time? Mm-hmm. Mm. What are, for the, for the both of you, what are like, what are some things that are standing in the way of like growth or desire or anything in that, in this realm? I mean, Miss COVID-19 is certainly one of them. Mm -hmm. (sighs) She is absolutely in the way. And I would like for her to go. But as much as (laughs) I would like for that to happen, (laughs) that seems to not be (laughs) what makes it go away. Um, Just to start, and I don't even want to talk about her anymore. Um, I feel like I'm still stuck in the, like, admitting that I want it. Like, I can sit by myself and be like, okay, let's make some goals. And like, wouldn't this be cool? And oh my God, I like have a vision for this thing and here's what's going to happen. And then someone asked me about it and I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. I can't say that. I can't tell you what I thought about. Like, it immediately is like, I am not good at talking about it with other people. Even in like the most casual, like the most casual way with people who are like my good close friends it immediately becomes like, oh, wait, how do I say this in a way that, like, mm-hmm. isn't presumptuous or isn't arrogant or isn't, you know, mm-hmm. how do I just say what I want? Yeah. I feel like, for me, what's standing in the way is definitely, like, a fear, right? A fear of if I get this thing, if I accomplish this goal, I'm going to have to have more goals. Mm. Like, if I do this, what comes after that? Am I just going to be sitting there like, like, can I actually be happy and content (laughs) accomplishing, um, accomplishing any goal? But Mm. perhaps that's just a, a mindset that's been instilled in me, perhaps us, (laughs) uh, that like, there's always something else to do. There's always something more to strive for. Um, That, you know, if I'm always just like striving for something and going, 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 then like I'll have something to do, something to live for, you know, just like Mm -hmm. I'm always in pursuit of this, like, you know, ever elusive goal. Um, But then the fear of like, A, what if I never get there? But B, what if I get there and don't have anything else to do? You know what I mean? Um, And it's scary. I'm I'm afraid of my own power. I think I'll distill it to that. Okay, we're... (laughs) Feel it. That's like the the linear thinking fallacy of it all, right? That like Mm -hmm. everything is A, then B, then C, that, you know, everything is... Martin Luther King to Barack Obama to what, you know, that everything is like moves linearly and progresses and doesn't go back into, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. we have to follow each step. And so like, if you get to a goal, then that is to get you to the next thing, which gets you to the next thing, which, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But how do you just like, there just can be totally different frames of, of how to think about it beyond like, like, okay, I've set this goal and now I accomplished it. And like, just being able to 
live in that. I don't know. I feel you on the living in it part. I, I think one of the the space in in the in of the last months, you know, being inside and being without others. Um, I don't know. I'm really finding myself needing to go back and like celebrate some things that I did a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that feeling of like, okay, what's the next? What's the next? It's like, oh, there's something from a couple of years ago that you never lived in. Like you never celebrated that you accomplished that thing, mm-hmm. yes. that you actually did make that goal. And so when I look at future goals, I'm like, I don't know if I, I, I feel that thing, that fear of, of my own power. And I'm like, well, where is that from? Like, can I can I go back and get comfortable with that feeling of like, you have already in the past, yeah. like you have already done and it is okay. And so look into the future, like you'll be fine. Yes. There's such a flattening of like, yeah, like you did something, everyone does stuff because we all have to do stuff. And so if you mm-hmm. accomplish something or get something done, then like, good for you, but, like, that's what everyone's doing, so shut up. Like, that's, it all gets, like, we're supposed to be aspiring, 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 but as soon as you accomplish anything, it's like, we don't care about that, but what are you aspiring toward? Right. Right. Like, you know when you go to a job interview and they're like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? And I'm like, can I get a job first? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Honey, it's not about five years. Like, will you help me pay my rent next month? Right. Like, I hope I'm here in five years. What? Come on. <laughs> Come on. The way this climate crisis is looking. As the Oof. great Natasha Bedingfield once said, the rest is still it's unwritten. still unwritten. Come on. Yeah. Staring at the blank page before you. Open up. <laughs> what is it? Dirty window the or dirty dusty window? window? <laughs> dirty window. I don't like that no. image. The window is not dusty. It is it's actually dusty. dirt. It's simply dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Girl. I hope she's good today. <laughs> Natasha. Yes. I really Sending hope she's it to today. Natasha. Her and the girl who sings A Thousand Miles. Vanessa, Vanessa Carlson. Vanessa. Yes. I hope that both of them are doing really well today. I was just talking about Vanessa Carlton with someone and they were like, she has a lot of good other songs and she never like gets any respect or credit for them. And I was like, girl, and I am not the one to give her the, I don't know. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to someone. (laughs) I forget who it was. I think it was someone else. So I I guess this is a recurring theme. I've got to get into Vanessa Carlton. Well, maybe I just had this conversation with somebody else, but I was like, oh, you know, No Lead a Fairy Tale? You know, and they're like, no, what are these songs? I was like, well, you know, Vanessa Carlton. She has other things. Girl, I have seen White Chicks. That's mm. all I know. Vanessa, well, if you're listening to this, we love which you. Which she is. But she is. And we thank her for her for her sponsorship, her actually. Sponsorship. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, Vanessa Carlton. Oh, my God. Hey, Vanessa. Can I be vulnerable? I have all... I know, drama. (laughs) Yes. Um, Everyone lean in. Okay. (laughs) Um, I have always had this kind... I've never really thought about it as a fear until now, until, like, this conversation is making me remember it, but kind of as a fear of like, I just have this image of like, 
thinking about people, I think, I think a lot of this is problematic. So I'm just going to present it as like the idea exists in my mind. Um, knowing that this is what my brain is blah, blah, blah. And can be and should be critiqued. But that I have this idea of like people in like, I don't know, suburbia, like often white people, like white suburban people who like go to their job and like wake up, eat breakfast, go to their job, don't really, you know, don't love their job, don't hate their job. Their job is just what they do to make money. And then like go home and make dinner and eat dinner with their family and that's nice and then go to bed and then do the same thing the next day. And like in my mind, it's like people who don't, it's like there isn't, I guess it's, I'm shocked by like the lack of like, what is the goal? What's the thing that you do? How can you be entertained by just doing the same thing over and over and over again? Um, And I don't know why that is all like, that is something that my brain like gets stuck on mm-hmm. that I'm like, what do these people do? Like, what do these people do every day that makes them say like, oh, I'm really excited to get up and like have a good day today. But I don't know what, like, I just have, it, it is like something that is hiding in a corner of my brain. That's like, God, like, I don't want to live like that. Like that, that sounds like the worst thing in the world to like, I don't know, be content with, with like the life that you live and the people that you hang out with and loving your family. Like all, everything that I said, like can be described in like a really positive way, but like there's a part of like my brain and a part of like, I don't know, the, the spaces that I was a part of that have taught me that like, God, wouldn't that be the worst thing in the world to like, not be like doing something super exciting every day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm curious, like what are those spaces or like where, where the images come from? Like where, how do you know this life that you don't live? I don't know. I literally, I don't know. I, I think that it's like, it feels like in the like super ambitious private school rat race of it all, that like this is like the boogeyman. Mm. Yes, it is like. Well, you want to avoid doing this. Like you've got to be remarkable and have something really interesting about you, and like have a really cool thing that you do and are involved in. That like, so that you don't end up like one of those people, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. That like, I don't know. I that is bored all the time. Like that's the fear is like, I don't want to be bored all the time. Like I always have to like have something to do. Mm. Yeah. Let's all just take a moment. I am taking this moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I hear that the like deep fear of boredom. I feel like I also have this image of like the people who just work at like nondescript offices. Like they just like work for a company. And it's like, what do you do at your job? Like, you know, when you think of like photocopier, spreadsheet, water cooler, water cooler, tepid coffee in break room. Everybody's wearing like slightly wrinkled slacks. (laughs) 
Everything's gray. Everything's gray. Ballpoint pens. You know, yeah. microwave that hasn't been cleaned Oof. in some time. Yeah, group meetings, stale bagels, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, am I going to be somebody who works in an office? Wow. Not when you describe it like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think there are some people out there for whom, like, those things specifically aren't the dream, but, like, the job associated really is. Mm. You know, and I feel like there's nothing... I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, if that's really your desire, like, go live. As long, you know, yeah. as long as you're contributing to something that you feel like is a good thing, like... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but I also feel like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, at the same time, I'm like, that sounds like if that's your personal legend, live it. But uh, that's not for me. I feel like part of it is feeling so disconnected from like, like I'm trying to think like, okay, what does someone do? And like, what is that job? Like, what do you do at that job? Mm-hmm. And I so often feel like <laughs> all professional worlds, like I I just don't really know what their job is. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I kind of feel like if I can't point to it in like a kindergarten like book of, you can be a teacher or an actor or a firefighter right. or you know, like, it's like if you, if there isn't one of these big names that you can just put on it, then it's like, that's not a, that's not a job. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's like in college when everybody was like, I'm going to be a consultant. And it's like, I don't know what that is. You know? Exactly. It is exactly like that. (laughs) Analyst is also another one. I'm like, what are you analyzing? (laughs) Please tell me what you're analyzing. And it's like sales, (laughs) metrics, (laughs) numbers. I'm like, word, give it to the girls. Give the numbers to the girls. Supply, chain, demand, all that jazz. Wow. Words I no longer know their meaning. (laughs) 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 Uh, I mean, out of the out of the realm of like of the things that that keep are are keeping us from wanting. I don't know what like what are the dreams. I don't know if if the if the life that we are describing right now is not the dream for you, Jerome. (laughs) Like, what is? And also for you, Haja. I don't know. It's also a very vulnerable question, too. So I know. Like, I'm, like, like, shaking just thinking about... Sharing. Um, telling the whole viewership, listenership of this story including podcast. Including Vanessa Carlton. Including Vanessa Carlton. And what perhaps Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> um, what my dreams are. I'm, like, this is kind of big. But, you know, like, if I could do anything in the world, really, I would just be a writer. Like... I really want to write books for like middle grade fiction, like mm. fourth grade through sixth grade. Yeah. Maybe third through six. Uh, you know, Magic Treehouse. T. Uh, Nancy Drew, Spice. Um, you know, the wayward school moment. <laughs> oh. Do you remember? Um, I was trying to think about this with people the other day. What do you remember that like those books that were like my teacher is the Loch Ness Monster. 
like <sighs> the principal shouldn't be drinking blood. He's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Those were the tea. Anyway, those were the continue. tea. Yeah, exactly. Because I just remember reading those books and being like, I am laughing, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I am really laughing. Or I just reread my favorite Magic Treehouse book, Tonight on the Titanic. Um, where Jack and Annie, you know, for those <laughs> listeners who don't know, the major <laughs> conceit of the Magic Treehouse, Jack and Annie, a sister and brother, or brother and sister duo, uh, you know, seven and eight years old, they they figure out through their treehouse they can go back in time. It's a very historical event, but they can't change the past, girl. They can't change the mm. past. Um, so they go, they go back, they're on the Titanic. Ship is sinking. Jack and Annie are shook as a book, girl. <laughs> the girlies were shook. I'm telling you. I was reading this book at my big age, like, three weeks ago, shaking in my room. I was like, oh, no, Jack and Annie, are they about to get off this ship? I remember reading yeah. the Titanic one and being like, but the Titanic goes down. It goes like, down. What's going to happen? I stri- And knowing that there are books after it in the series, uh-huh. I was like... Are they going to die on the ship? Yeah. I remember that one being very yes, scary. Yes, it was. That a- one, the dinosaur one, oh. mm-hmm. dinosaurs at daybreak. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Listen, listen. There were a lot. There was a lot going on. <laughs> wow. There were a lot. And I was reading it recently, tapping into my inner child, because, you know, mm-hmm. we got to get in there. And I was like, oh, my God. I need to write books for kids, because it shook me. And I was yeah. like... You know, Mary Pope Osborne, bless her, hope she's listening to the pod. Of course. She's the queen. Wrote this, like, you know, little thin book for kids and told a whole story. Great dialogue, intrigue, scary. Historical context. Historical context. Well-researched novel. I'll give her that. (laughs) I will give her that. We will give the girl that. Historically accurate. Uh, Historically accurate (laughs) to a T. I was like, Wow. The description, Mm. Jack and Annie walked into a smoke-filled room, a band playing. I'm like, yes, Jack and Annie. (laughs) I am there mentally. (laughs) Jack and and Annie are the girls. They're the girls. And we, all of us together are in the smoke-filled room. Come on, we're all in the smoke-filled room. This band Mm. is playing. This ship just hit the iceberg. Mm. Uh, What's going to happen now? But I was just like, yes, this is giving everything... Um, and I loved them so much when I was a child and I'm like, yeah, it was adults writing those. It wasn't kids. <laughs> it was not kids writing goosebumps. That was R.L. Stein. <laughs> in his R. house. R.L. Stein, mother darling. Come on. In his house at the back. Writing goosebumps. Oof. His mind. Come on. <laughs> but that's going to be off. me. That's going to be me. Kenya, do you have a favorite? Did you have a favorite book series as a child? I, oh, um, I mean, we've already discussed how I, I've never read the Harry Potter series, so don't look at me. That's fine. Um, right. They weren't doing what Miss Mary Pope Osborne was no, doing. No, J.K. Rowling is not a friend of the pod. Truly no. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate okay. Events. Oh, yes. Darling. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was gothic realness. Yes. I ate those up. Like... Upon release, let me consume, let me inhale, yeah. ingest mm. the narrative. When the 13th book was just called The End, 
I on. gagged. Come I on. was like, are you kidding me? Come on. That is sickening. Come Literally on. like sixth grade me was like, this is brilliant art. This is, <laughs> I just, <laughs> this person's mind. How does it work? Yes. How do yes. I become you? Lemony Snicket. Let me say it was working overtime on those books. Let me tell you. I remember reading them and being like, oh, mama, I don't understand everything that's going on. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, there are a whole entire other plots that I simply don't have the bandwidth to pay attention to. Those are my favorite parts. <laughs> like, what was VFD? I don't know. <laughs> a very Do fine know? doilies. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, I remember my God. I remember there being many. Uh, many. It was something fire department. The, oh yeah. That uh-huh. was one of the, the possible. So that's what got me about the end of that series is that like actually at the end, like you like all these plot devices are revealed to have just been plot devices. And who knows what VFD is? Who knows why the sugar bowl is what you know, they're like the all these MacGuffins that just like Wait, I'm gagged. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> but, th- oh my gosh, I'm getting so excited about this. Yes, um, yes. Give it to us. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the series was the, like, double narrative of, of Lemony Snicket also being a character mm-hmm. in this yeah. world. I was like, that's very good. Because the person who wrote it, his name is Daniel something. Yeah, something. I don't know. Somebody will look this up at some point. Um <laughs> but it might not be me. (laughs) But to, like, title the book a character in the story, not title, uh, make the author Lemony Snicket, who's also, like, a a subtle character in the story, I just thought was cool. Yeah. That's fierce. Yeah. I've been meaning to go back and reread those, because I feel like there's a lot there. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. I, feel I tried to reread them last year, but did not finish all of them. They had them all at Redacted Memorial Library at Redacted University. <laughs> um, and I was reading Miss Bad uh-huh. Beginning. Mm. And I was like, Count Olaf? Not Count Olaf. I was like, this is trauma. These kids are going through adverse childhood events. Through and through. Trauma after trauma. How are your parents dying in a fire? Then this Volunteer fire department. That's what You're it right. was. Yes. Oh, yes. Come on, period. But they also were rich. Yes. And they wanted the money. Yes. And he was like, Violet Baudelaire, I'm coming for you. Heir to the Baudelaire fortune. Heir. Oh my God. And he wanted to marry her. That's yes. like the gag in the first book. Yes. Wait, gag. Yes. Truly, yes. child bride. Truly drama. Um, Abuse and neglect. Mm. It was it was a lot. There's there a stories. lot in there. Very that. I was reading it aloud to my little brother, who was like eight at the time. And he's like, Haja, listen. <laughs> we gotta stop. This is too scary. We can't do this. I was like, it's scary. He was like, Yeah, it's too scary. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta stop. And then we stopped. <laughs> yes. Yes. How far did you get? Just bad beginning. Just bad beginning. I don't Absolutely even know if we work. finished bad beginning. He was like, their parents died. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't uh, think so. I also feel like there was there's an element of rereading it that's like 
and this is going to go on for 13 books. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be 13 books of this. They're going to be up in a mountain. They're going to be out of school. There was the one with the elevator. Like, like the hotel. Was there a hotel? Yes. And uh, I think at that point, it's like, oh, I can't get into this if this is going to be happening for another, you know, 8,000 pages. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I feel like at the time it was like, ooh, I'll read this cute little book. And I hear there's a sequel. Mm. And another one after that. Well. <laughs> I feel like the the harrowing nature of it was actually a selling point of the book. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it mm-hmm. like start off with like a, you know, this story is sad and you yeah. are going to be <laughs> sad about it. And so don't read it. Period. <laughs> and you're like, well, I have to read it now. <laughs> right. I actually right. must. Yeah, I think I just, I remember being like gag. Like, this is crazy. Like, what's happening to these children? Yeah, it was trauma. It was. I'm feeling very grateful that you shared this dream with us. Um, oh my God. Yes. Thank you for giving me space to share. Absolutely. And in your turn. Oh. Give us a dream. <laughs> oh, the dream snatchers over here. <laughs> Give us a dream. Dream catching and snatching. Snatching. And crackling. Popping. <laughs> snapping. <laughs> yes, snapping. Yes, yes. mama. <laughs> yes, faulty work slay. Um, wow. I mean, a dream that I'm I'm really feeling right now um, is to like be a part of a robust community. And maybe that's very much in response to, um, you know, COVID things, but just like, what? Like, ugh, community is important to me. And I feel like that's something I want to be a part of building in some way in my life at some some point down the line. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. As I say it out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, this dream lacks such definition. It lacks such... Whatever. But that's but, uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It means it's a big dream. Yeah. Do you feel like it's... Uh, I, are you feeling like, oh, I want to get back to something that I've felt a part of before? Or like wanting something totally new that you have not felt like you were a part of before? Feeling the newness. Um just figuring out different ways to to show care to people that I love. And I feel like all of that gets caught up in gender dynamics and, you know, straight nonsense and a whole bunch of things. Um, and I'm like, where's... And I think also part of it is just, you know, I'm, 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 go, I'm in New Mexico right now living with other artists and creating and we're cooking for each other and we are kind of practicing a little bit of that, like, small community thing. And I'm like, this is what I'm missing. How do I Mm. build this into my life more permanently? Not, like, as a a retreat. Like, how's... Why can't I just live with a bunch of friends and we take care of each other? Question Mm. mark. You can. It's giving alternative kinship structures, and I'm living for it. Okay, or... That's exactly what I'm here for. Yeah. That's taking me back. It's taking you back? To the yeah. theories, to the studies. To the theory, mm. to the reading. To the readings. To the reading of the, the thoughts and the theories. Yeah, thoughts and theories. It's true. I love that for you, though. 
I'm like, we need more communities because that's what's going to save us. <sighs> Truly. It's going to save me, at least. Come on. It, it is what has always saved. <laughs> this is the truth. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, historical context. <laughs> I'm just saying. Taking a cue from Miss Mary Pope Osborne. Come on. <laughs> well Come researched. On. The first to ever do it. Come on. The first. And they aren't doing it like Miss MPO. They are not. They are not. Uh, Name uh, one. Doing it better than us. <laughs> Name one. I'll it's wait. about to be Haja. It's about to, ooh, girl. It's about to be me. It's about so to be So crazy. Mm. Mm. I feel Tap like, the, in. like there's space, exactly. Share your dream. I feel like I also have been having a a kind of a I would say Kenya this is even more this is even less defined than what you just said. I like want to <laughs> I want to be able to do whatever I want to do as in I Kind of I'm like, yeah, well, one of these days I'm going to have to, like, pick one of these things that I'm interested in to, like, make a career out of it. So I'm, like, going to have to really, you know, lock into the education thing or lock, lock into the, you know, the community dynamics thing or lock into the musical thing or lock into the musical theater thing or whatever. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> Like, the idea of, like, locking into, okay, well, here's the, like, here's, this is going to be my field. Like, this is going to be where I'm going to build the career. I don't like that at all. I don't like the idea of, like, well, I'm going to, like, leave this one thing behind so that I can do this other thing. Which, like, is, you know, necessary just in the day-to-day -day of, like, tasks and projects. But, like, I don't want to... My my dream would be that I can, like, wake up and feel like, okay, I want to get involved in this kind of thing. Like, let me go find it and and do it. Um, and not feel... Like, I just like all the things that I have in my hands. And I don't <laughs> want to put any of them down. Yeah. Mm. I feel like so much these days asks us, asks us to specialize. Yeah. You know, and and do that thing of like pick one thing mm -hmm. that you'll you know give up your energy and your body for, <laughs> and pick nothing else, please. Um, yeah, which is like that just isn't even how we work. Like that doesn't even make sense for human beings. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that dream for you. Thank you. Work. I'm feeling so warm. Yeah. Feeling so held. Can you believe that spring is coming? <laughs> oh my God. She's because on the I'm kind of gags. <laughs> what did Miss Puxatani say? Oh, she said six more weeks of winter, girl. <laughs> Who? Who? I'm pretty sure that Groundhog Day was, there was a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, that was happening that week, that day. Oh my um, God. Which did not bode well, to say that. It mm. didn't. It didn't. But I love Groundhog Day. Work. Theoretically. Because we really are relying on the innate knowledge. Yeah. 
of animals? They know, and we don't. We could, like, but we don't. We are so separated from animals. Yeah. Beyond the ones that we've domesticated for our pets. Well. That to rely wholly <laughs> on one groundhog's perception <laughs> of the world around him or her. Like, okay. Is, is it one? Do we know that it is, like, has Punxsutawney Phil always been Punxsutawney Phil? No way, right? How long do groundhogs live? I don't think they live for that long. <laughs> I think we've had a couple Phillips with us I in think our time. There's been, there's been quite a few. Because there's no way. What's their lifespan? Five years? Ten? Um, I'm looking Hopefully it it's more than that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I googled groundhog lifespan and Google says in all lowercase three years <laughs> on average the groundhog lifespan is three years three years oh my god oh man I thought it was longer than that my heart goes out to them it truly does Okay, did you all know that there's been a Groundhog Day in the United States and Canada since 1887? Sounds like that's a lot of groundhogs. (laughs) Quite a few. Just say that. Quite a few groundhogs. Phil has been serving prediction after prediction. Every year. Prognostication. She brings it to you every Groundhog Day. Come on, every ball. Wow. But yes, you see what I'm saying, though? Like... Well, here's the thing. They all know. It's not just one Phil. Come on. All the girls know. Come on. All the animals. Mm. They've been new. They've been new. Wow. Hibernating, collecting acorns. Ooh. They've been new. It's us who don't know. That's tea. (laughs) Yeah, with these big brains and these thick skulls. It's us who don't know. (laughs) Animals are migrating for the winter. And they're like, y'all are hanging around. Goodbye. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know it's about to freeze over up in here. Come uh, on. Mm. Um, when we were chatting, you know, on our call before this lovely call, before this lovely meeting, you said that you were living for the plants and animals these days. Yes. How, take me into that. Where, where are you? With, with our kin in the animal kingdom. With our kin in the animal kingdom. I live in a pet-friendly apartment building. Work. That's as close as I get to many animals. <laughs> okay. But, but I've been hearing them, and they have things to say. Mm. They have things to say. They're communicating. But I don't understand them. I'm not Dr. Doolittle yet. Um, yeah, another dream. But I, like, yeah, that's, that's another dream. But I kind of live for them, you know, like... They're just here, especially the ones that, like, live in the wild. Well, first, okay, back up. <laughs> I was listening to this audiobook, H is for Hawk, by this woman Work. who would go bird watching with her, with her dad before his untimely death, Rip. Um, and then she wrote this book about bird watching and looking for this, like, ghost hawk or whatever. 
I was like, hmm, I should be bird watching. So I haven't been bird watching, <laughs> but it's a it's a goal. It's a goal. I want to do that. Uh, additionally, I got my I got a tarot reading last weekend, and the reader told me I need to get a plant. So if any listeners <laughs> want to get me a plant, <laughs> a low light plant for my apartment, that would be wonderful. But yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be more holistic. I'm trying mm. to understand more um, the world around me outside of my like human uh, yeah. flesh gateway. Um, yeah, it's not a flesh prison. We can talk about that later, but it's Ooh. a flesh gateway. Um, boop, 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 boop. And I think in so doing, in living more deeply within myself, but also, you know, beyond myself, mm. plants and animals are going to factor in largely. But TBD, TBD. <laughs> within and beyond, okay? Come on. We're expansive. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get a plant, too. I have some plants. I want more. True. Are, are your plants still alive? Yes. <laughs> that sounded so shady. You are so Very shady. shady. Very shady. <laughs> Very shady. Well, part of it is that, like, I mean, I've had, I've had them for a while, and I think for a while in my brain I was like, oh, yeah, they're still alive because they were alive when I got them. Hmm. But then, like, it took me a while to be like, oh, no, like, I'm keeping them alive. Like, we're in this together. I'm keeping them alive. They're keeping me alive. Word. And uh, so in some ways, that's like, oh, yeah, they're alive now because they were alive before. But also it's like, no, it's actually actively happening. And I want more of that. Mm. Plant community. Yeah. Giving you that good O2. Like, sometimes people are like... When people, like, call their, like, pets their fur babies, not that. But (laughs) thinking about, like, my plants are, like, they're alive. They change. They grow. I, too, grow. And so we grow together. And I feel like, yeah, these are, like, my Judy's. Work. I love that. Growth buddies, if you will. Yeah. Yes. I take me take me to the flesh gateway. Okay. And then take me through and beyond. And beyond the flesh gateway. (laughs) Through the gate. Yes. Because you know how everybody was like nihilism like nothing matters like this is all nothingness i'm in this flesh sack my flesh prison like i can only i can't do anything blah 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 and i was like oh yeah like i'm kind of here for it like nothing really matters all that um but then i got to thinking i was like does that make me feel good does that make (laughs) me feel real does that make me happy do I like thinking like this? And I was like, no. I don't like thinking about my body as a prison because that's carceral. Um, and as we move through more, you know, anti-carceral ways of thinking, both in regards to, you know, police state, 
criminal justice, air quotes, um, why don't we rethink how we have these carceral understandings of our own bodies and ourselves? Um, where, you know, the carcerality of the state, we're, you know, putting on ourselves, putting on our own bodies. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, my body is truly a flesh gateway. It allows me to experience so much. It allows me to be in so many places at once. My physical body can be here, but my mind, my spirit can be elsewhere. Yeah. Memories are big, you know, really help me anchor that uh, thought in uh, the fact that I can be here, but also be elsewhere. These, time is not linear. Time is a spiral, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but it just helps me. I think it needs more fleshing out. Ooh, come on, pun. Come on, flesh. Yes. <laughs> come on, no pun intended, listeners. Um, but yeah, I just like want to think more about my body and myself less as something that like combines me or that I'm confined to and more as something that like allows for greater exploration and engagement with the world around me. Um, yeah. You know, thinking about like pleasure, desire, wanting, all these things. Um, but also thinking about how my whole life doesn't need to be a linear trajectory from here to the future that I can be here, but also be elsewhere. We can yeah. astral project, we can manifest, we can do magic spells, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, just thinking more about expanding myself as opposed to constriction has been Kind of the gag these days. Mm. <laughs> as you like, as you bring that into the the foreground, what is changing for you, or like, what? How do you see that in your life? Mm. I feel like I think it's just. I think in my day to day life, I am more observant. Um, I'm more inclined to like. I just feel more connected because I'm not like, like I'm not the main character. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Work. my like individual body at the intersection of time and space that it's at physically is not the main character. Like it's not yeah. the main moment. Like I can exist beyond this. I can like understand other people. It's helping me empathize um, it's helping me think more about the way that I am presenting myself in all forms. It's helping me think more about the way that I am loving myself and others. Um, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm on a journey. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah, I have been thinking a lot about, or just this idea of, like, being being multiple places in time, like still being connected to things that you were or felt or did in the past, that that still is like, just because it has happened temporally does not mean that it is like unchangeable, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that's a lot of like, wow, like that was the thing that really upset me at the time. But actually if I now decide that it is not 
upsetting or that it was not upset or whatever, then like I can change how like that I I experience that now. Like I don't have right. to experience it solely in the way that I experienced it in the moment. Mm. Um, exactly. And that's been a big like, like the past is not just set in stone. <laughs> like so, I, we can change what it means. And by changing what it means, doesn't that change what it is? Yeah. Like, what's the difference? Hear that, Jack and Annie? You can change the past. Come on. Come on. Mary! Come on. Mary, I know you're listening. She's taking notes. She's taking notes. Wow. Yeah. I, changing what it means, changing what it is, feels heavy. It feels, I don't know. I have to think about that one. I know. But do you think that that then helps you become more forgiving? Um, honestly, sometimes I also feel like I, and this is reminding me of you saying that, like, you know, it's, I'm not the, the main character in the thing. It's like, I, I don't have to be so stressed out about like everything that I do and say, and you know, like mm-hmm. it's okay to just say stuff and think stuff because it's what you'd say and think. And sometimes you're going to fuck up work. Like sometimes you're going to wish that you hadn't said something work. Like sometimes you're going to do something and maybe it wasn't the best thing that you could have done work. Okay. Like that's okay. We'll be okay. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it, as long as I am, as long as I feel that I'm addressing it in that way, um, then, then yeah, I guess that I do feel like I am more forgiving of others, of other people like doing, messing something up or hurting my feelings or, or doing something to wrong me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing like, okay, yeah, like sometimes people fuck up, like it, it, it is okay. Um, and also like being forgiving of myself and like being more forgiving of myself in the moment, like... So instead of like, okay, well, I have to be really sure that this thing is the thing that I want to do. It's like, okay, I'm going to like, yeah, I've thought about it a little bit and I'm going to do this. Or I haven't thought about it. I'm just saying this thing, whatever. And like, maybe, you know, is it the thing to do or to say? But like, work, like, we'll be okay. Mm. Like leaving more space for, for not perfectly ideal things to that you say and do because it, it not everything is going to be like the big lasting thing that changes the rest of forever. Right. But then like thinking about how that engages with like accountability in other senses, I don't know. It gets tough. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, uh, it feels like a heavy topic, not in like not it's like, not in like a sad way, but just like there's there's it's weighty and it feels like there's a lot there. Um, and and how, where do you find that? Where do you find that balance? It's not a real question, but a question that I'm having internally right now, um, or not a real question to you all um, that you have to answer, but. Yeah, finding the balance between providing enough space to depressurize yourself so you can actually grow yeah. and remaining 
accountable, remaining committed to harm reduction, remaining committed to compassion and and reducing the suffering of people instead of letting letting that come out of you. Um, does that make any sense? It does. I honestly, the thing, the realm where I feel this more is in like joy, is in like, I enjoy this thing. And so I'm just going to. <laughs> and like, I don't, like, that is reminding me of like, not a flesh prison, a flesh gateway. Mm. Like, that it's not just, this is a silly example of it, I guess. But Valentine's Day being last week, and people, lots of people are like, oh, yeah, Valentine's Day, whatever. And I'm like, I love Valentine's Day because it's about love and telling people you love them. And, like, that's fun. And, like, okay, it's fun. Like, I've decided that it is going to be a thing that I find fun. And I do. And then it brings me joy. And, like, I'd much rather experience it that way than, you know, there's tons to critique. There's tons of, like, other dynamics and things to be aware of and to think about, but like joy can be a part of that. Like joy and enjoyment and, and living for it can be involved in that. Yeah. We're really hitting all the big ones today. Joy, desire, pleasure, mm-hmm. dreaming. Mm. The rest is still unwritten. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are there, Hajar, what are you, what are you taking with you into the rest of your day this day? What am I taking with me from this conversation? Or just in, in your life? Like, what are, what are you carrying with you into the future? Into the future? Wow. I think, I feel like it's just joy, you know? Because yeah. I'm like just trying to maximize my joy and maximize other people's joy in my, like, my journey, my pursuit towards not... It's a journey, it's not a destination, but just, like, a more holistic healing of myself. And honestly, all of us, we are all going to get there. We're all going to get free. Mm. Um, Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, But yeah, just trying to also do that work with a smile. (laughs) 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 No, but I'm really just trying to be joyous um, and also be comfortable like where I am at various parts of the journey. My guitar teacher is always telling me that I have a tendency to like, strive like I get so frustrated when I can't like Mm. you know play whatever chord perfectly or I'm like struggling with my like quick changes or whatever um and she's just like you don't have to strive so much like you can just you're never gonna be at the point you're at right now ever again with this yeah not with me as your teacher (laughs) like you're (laughs) gonna get better so you can just be okay with the fact that you are here right now live in it love in it laugh in it whatever um and just 
be okay being right here right now and finding joy even if what's happening isn't perfect. Um, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to bring into into my life. Joy, and I'm trying to move beyond fear. Like, yeah. there's really nothing to be afraid of. Mm. Like, work. there's mm. truly nothing to be afraid of. Not with my ancestors on my side. <laughs> I don't have not a thing to be afraid of. Um, so, yeah, just understanding that I'm part of something much bigger than myself. Thank God. <laughs> and I can be joyous and unafraid in that. Okay, absolutely that. Absolutely that. <laughs> yes. Like, how about a round of applause? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> there's nothing more, nothing less. It's truly, I'm joyous and unafraid. Mm. Who gonna check me? <laughs> <laughs> Who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> Who gonna check me? We love that you love, we love that. This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him. With music by Sophia Campomore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at we love that podcast at gmail.com. Bye. And we love that you love, we love that. Mm. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> it is. It's a tongue twister. It's, Sally it's is selling her seashells <laughs> by the seashore. We are sitting in solemn silence on a dull, dark dock. Ooh. Oh my God! Wait, go off. I love that one. Yeah, come on. That was that was drama class. That was yes. Wow. We sit in solemn silence on a dull, dark dock. Come on, in a pestilential prison with a lifelong lock. With a lifelong lock. Oh my Awaiting God. Awaiting the it's... sensation of a short, sharp shock from a cheap and chippy chopper with a big black block. This why the block had to be black though. Truly. <laughs> it's and why was it a pestilential prison? I <laughs> feel like this is making flesh prison illusions. <laughs> illusions. Silence. It's carceral. Yes. It's carceral. Well, a lifelong lock, but no ma'am. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>